Santos's kick is lined up. That kick is good. He got it. Hey, how's it going, Chiefs Kingdom? You're listening to the Hourheads Abroad Preview Show, the official podcast for the internationally recognised supporters club of the Kansas City Chiefs. I'm joined this week by Tom Childs and Dave Barnett. Uh, you all right there, lads? Yeah, good. Yeah, it's um, bad, is it? It's nice to all be here. Yeah, we're all back, aren't we? I know you guys did the uh, this new kind of concept that we've got going, which is the uh, the reaction show, isn't it? Yeah. Something like that. <laughs> Something like that. The reaction shot. That's how I drew it up in my head, at least. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah. So it's it's a slight change in our podcast schedule at the minute. Uh, as you may have already noticed in the intro, uh, this is the Hourheads Broad Preview Show, whereby each week we'll be talking or taking a look at the up and coming game. Uh, then we'll be having a reaction show after the game has been played. Uh, we thought this would be a, a, just a good way to give you our thoughts in a smaller segment, um, but also means that you'll have more opportunities to download the show twice a week so you can hear us more. Lucky lucky people, lucky listeners. <laughs> I sounded like uh, Smashy Nicey there, didn't I? Smashy Nicey. <laughs> Who? Yeah, yeah, no mind. Let's move on. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Who? Who? Um, yeah, that, that thing. Yeah. <laughs> so you you guys did the uh, the reaction show for the Chiefs Patriots with uh, with our good friend Ryan Ryan Tracy. Um, yeah, that guy. That guy. Yeah. Uh, thanks again, Ryan, for stepping in, mate. You are uh, definitely our super sub at the minute. Um, obviously, we had your take on it, guys. Have you have you come down from that cloud yet? Not quite. Um, it still feels a bit surreal, like doesn't it? Yeah. Um, seeing the Chiefs get all this. National and international recognition the last few days is, is something we're not used to. Um, I saw power rankings today that had the Chiefs at number one team in the NFL, which yeah, uh, that never happens. No, I don't yeah. like it. Stop. Make it stop. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I just hope that we don't sit on this win and only think about this win. I hope we build on it and um, try and keep up that level of the play going forward for the next. 19 weeks or so and then we can go 19 and 0 and do what the Patriots wanted to do well that's yeah. the thing isn't it we, 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 we don't we don't want this to be us getting carried away with it because we've got the Eagles next the Eagles we need to show similar kind of respect don't we as though we're, we're playing we're playing the Patriots again uh, because I've said before in the in our prediction shows these could be the banana skin games that we were talking about wasn't it yeah, for sure. This is what happened towards the back end of the last season. Um, mm. The games that, the big games rather, that were easy to get out for, the Chiefs performed in. But something about six o'clock home games at Arrowhead against the, the lesser teams that we seem to struggle with lately. Uh, was it the Titans and the Bucks last year that um, yeah. we both lost to? And then. We'd struggle with the Jags at home as well. Okay, granted we had Nick Foles in the quarterback for that game. But the Chiefs cannot take the Eagles for granted. They're a solid, solid football team. And um, they beat Washington, who are also a good team at the weekend. And they did it reasonably comfortably in the end. Um, 
this we just can't take this game for granted. We've we've got to go out and play at the same sort of level we did against the Patriots. The only reference I've got in a minute from uh, well from this season, obviously, is that we've only got the week one matchups. Um, did you see anything from the Eagles that would really concern the Chiefs? Um, obviously, they played the Redskins. Uh, is there anything there that you think the good at the bad at? Um, what's the thoughts? I think we'll need to keep an eye out for their their tight end Zach Ertz. Yeah. Uh, not having Barry hurts a little bit for that because you could rely on sticking him on a guy like that and ideally keeping him out of the game. So certainly have to keep an eye out for him. Uh, um, they don't really have a, a standout running back. They they have a back by committee type thing. So you're not looking out for any one guy in particular and that sort of thing, but they do like to get the ball to a few different guys. But yeah, like I say, they're they're a decent side. I'd I'd probably say they're where the Chiefs were, maybe a couple of years ago. Um, you know they've got a few of the pieces, but probably just not all quite there yet. Yeah, well, for instance, like the all line that that's a that that looked questionable against the Redskins. I thought. Yeah, the Redskins aren't exactly renowned for generating pressure. Uh, certainly, not as good as the Eagles themselves or mm. or the Chiefs. Um, it's certainly got to be an area where we've got to look at as a place where we can win this game. Carson Wentz, he's a a sneaky character though slippery isn't he uh, yeah slippery is yeah. probably a better word to use um, there was one throw on Sunday um, it was the touchdown pass to Uglahaw and he must have skipped like four or five rushing defenders and <laughs> threw the ball off his back foot and it travelled about 40 yards in the air and then hit the receiver like he's one of these quarterbacks that almost looks more dangerous when he's outside of the pocket running for his life Mm-hmm. Um, a bit like Aaron Rodgers, Russell Wilson, those guys on the run tend to scare the living daylights out of defenses because if you've got them in the pocket, you're you're almost controlling what they're doing. But as soon as they go ad lib, as it were, um, they can do all sorts of all sorts of damage. Mm-hmm. So how does how does Bob Sutton set out his defense for this? Because it was very very standoffish, wasn't he, against the Patriots? But does he go? Gung ho now and try and upset Wentz. I wouldn't say he goes gung ho, but I think he'll certainly bring the pressure a lot earlier this week than he did against Brady. Um, especially with their O line issues, I would say that you you're expecting him to be bringing Ford and Houston off the edge early and regularly. Um, Houston looked great last week, didn't he? Yeah, I mean he looks back. Fingers crossed, he looks back to the Houston over a few seasons ago so yeah hopefully he can you know it wasn't just rushing the passer it was setting the edge on run plays on the outside he mm-hmm. just did everything so well um, so yeah especially now Barry's gone down it's hugely important that he steps up mm-hmm. uh, yeah with, with Houston I, I saw a play I think earlier on today where uh, it was I think it was one of the, it might have been um Seth's gifts again, you know these these gifts he keeps putting up of players, and Houston was always kind of helping out um, cornerbacks and things like that just to just to kind of stop the Patriots wide receivers getting anywhere through the roots. So 
yeah, I think you're right. I think you probably might just leave that alone this time and go straight in on the uh, on the pass rush this week. I mean, that's sort of been to his detriment at times, Houston, because he is such an all-round player mm. that Sutton has a tendency to drop him out a little bit and play him in a bit of coverage because he is extremely good at doing that as well, which obviously other guys that maybe you know are edge rushers don't have that same level of talent doing other things as well so they are left just to you know rush off the edge whereas because Houston can do it all as I say it sometimes probably is to his detriment in in terms of getting sacks because as I say he he's he's dropped out mm-hmm. let's not forget that um Justin Houston was asked to go in coverage a lot in the first half because the Chiefs were looking to stop the underneath stuff and uh, the short to intermediate mm. passes that Brady thrives off. Um, the Chiefs flooded the middle of the middle of the field and made Brady try and beat beat us deep, which ultimately he couldn't do, bar a couple of passes. So against Carson Wentz, I don't think Justin Houston is going to be asked to do that. I think he is going to be let go just to go and pass rush, and I think you will see a lot more than the three or the four man rush that you were seeing against the Patriots. Mm. I think you will see a couple more blitzes that wasn't really there on Thursday night especially yeah. with him being a younger quarterback as well you know mm. a guy like Brady he's obviously much more advanced as a passer you know he's going to be able to pick on stuff like that you want to be trying to confuse a guy like Wentz because as good as you know as good as he does look and the potential is there you know he's still not really had to face a, a ton of defenses yet in the NFL and he's still getting adjusted to it so that you know they're the type of QBs that you will bring pressure against because as I say you know you're trying to confuse them and he's prone to a mistake not not all the time but it can happen on Sunday he threw a pick six where he probably took a throw on that he shouldn't have gave the granted the ball was tipped at the line of scrimmage yeah. but the throw was probably a bit late and because of that um, Kerrigan from the Redskins managed to get underneath the receiver and ultimately it left, led to a, a pick six so there are mistakes there in Carson Wentz but he is only a second year quarterback so he will make those mistakes it's all part of the learning curve but yeah the the Chiefs should send the house on Sunday and go after him for sure because the Eagles receivers aren't exactly anything to write home about okay Zach Ertz is a very good tight end probably top six top seven in the league but then you go to the receivers Alshon Jeffrey hasn't been good for a couple of years Oklahoma is we don't really know much about uh, about him yet and then you go mm. to the running backs that you've got Legarrant Blunt who okay he's a fumper in between the tackles he's a very good running back but catching passes out the backfield maybe not okay they've got Darren Sproles but if, if judging by his snaps from Sunday he's not really, really been used in that sort of way mm-hmm. Um We've got to a question here that we got on the uh, on the Facebook page on the Arrowheads Abroad Facebook uh, it's from San Sam Devereaux, uh, how significant will the injuries to Eric Berry and Ronald Darby be to their respective teams? I say, I, th- I think the the Darby injury is going to hurt the Eagles more than the Berry injury hurts us. As you yeah. know, weird as it might, it does, I was about to say, to... it sounds weird that you're saying that that way. <laughs> but this Chiefs defense doesn't solely rely on one guy. Yes, Barry is a fantastic player, um, and the last last season especially was set himself apart as one of the best 
two or three safeties in the league. Um, but the Eagles, on the other hand, with Derby, like losing one of your starting corners, mm-hmm. no team, no team wants that to happen. You know, yeah. if, if Peters went down for us, we'd we'd be in serious trouble. Do you, do you know what I mean? It's just yeah. like looking at it from that perspective. And speak. And speaking of Derby, you I mean, he, he come into the the league at the same time as Marcus Peters, and during their rookie season, uh, as good as Mar- Marcus Peters was, the best rookie cornerback, but. When talking about Marcus Peters, people were talking about Ronald Darby at the same time. Yeah, I mean, Peters is a much flashier player. He makes picks and he makes big plays, and he also had a tendency to get beat deep in his in his rookie year. Whereas Darby was probably a more consistent player without the splash plays that that Peters had. I would have said. Well, I mean, um, Ryan Tracy liked the uh, particular replacement, didn't he, for Eric Berry? Uh, was it Eric Murray? He said in the yeah reaction show. Yeah, I say I'm a I'm a big fan of. Murray as well. It does uh, look good, actually. Yeah, um, it, it it'd be a good stand-in, I think, won't he? Um, I say he's... you're never going to get a you know a straight up replacement for Barry. It's not oh, going to happen. No. But you know, if he can come in and play at a solid level, then as I say, I d- I don't think it's going to hurt the Chiefs' defense too much. Yeah, obviously, you you're missing on a a leader. Um, and a guy in a locker room, but in terms of scheme, I don't think it's going to restrict what Sutton can do, uh, scheme wise. So yeah, mm. um, I say it sucks to lose him, but hopefully, I say I think we've we've got enough in terms of depth, um, especially at mm-hmm. safety, that um, we should be okay there. Yeah, even moving on to the. Um back onto the Eagles corners and how they're going to cope about Derby I've rewatched that game against the Redskins just a couple of hours ago and you can get at these Eagles corners they're, they are really the weak part of this Eagles defence the yeah. front seven is phenomenal um, it's as good as any front seven in the league and they will get pressure but the corners Terrell Pryor he was running by them like they weren't even there there was a couple of bad throws there was a couple of bad drops and when you've got a player like Tyreek Hill in your team, who is undoubtedly the quickest wide receiver in the league at the moment, he will be able to get over. He will be able to get over and beyond these corners, uh, unless they game plan to take him out of it. But that's not what the Eagles' defense normally do. They normally try to take out the tight end out of the opposing offense. Um, Jordan Reed on Sunday, he had five catches for thirty-six yards. This is Jordan Reed we're talking about. Okay, he wasn't healthy, but. He is one of the premier tight ends in the league. I actually went back and had a look at what um, the Washington tight ends did to the Eagles in the last three meetings, including Sunday. And in total, between Jordan Reed and Vernon Davis, they've allowed eight catches for 96 yards over three games. So don't look to tra- don't look to Travis Kelsey having a particularly big game on Sunday. Hmm. It seems to be in a, another another kind of. Uh... Yeah, kind of close out of the tight ends, isn't it? Because um, it was similar again with the Patriots, wasn't it? With with Kelsey, he just didn't have much much say in the matter, should we say? But like you said, we've got we've got we've got talent there on uh, Tyreek Hill, um, Conley. I think he'll still find space. I think he'll still find separation and things. Um, I, I I still believe in Conley. I really do. Um, I think he's I think he's got a good ability and he's got a good safe pair of hands. Um, for another question we've got actually with um, from Marcus Robinson uh, will Doug's fam- familiarity with Reed's offence cause us any issues 
It's, well, well, I obviously... mean, you could look at it, you know, the same way, really. Um, it works in both directions, that. And I say, I think both guys are smart enough that it's not really going to make too much of a difference. You know, Reed's... As much as, you know, it's still very much that West Coast offense. You only had to look at the the Patriots game to see some of the wrinkles that have been added into here. You know, mm-hmm. some of the option shovel pass type stuff um, that we maybe haven't seen too much of before. Almost kind of like a college offense to an extent. Um, so I say I think both guys will have the wrinkles. And, you know, you know what kind of offenses you're going to get from from both teams but yeah I don't think it's going to factor into it too much yeah Tom anything no I don't think it is an no. issue <laughs> no, no I, I'm just just being honest I think the, as Brad uh, Dave said the guys do know each other but these coaches have access to film of all all 32 teams so they can work out what type of offense any team runs um, that, it's just the information that they have there so i but Doug, Doug Peterson's been gone over a year now. Um, the Eagles run a, a similar type of offense, mm-hmm. um, maybe a bit more open because Carson Wentz has a bigger arm than Smith. But no, I, I can't see it being a, being an issue. As Dave pointed out, our offense last Thursday was completely different to anything we've seen under Alex Smith um, and Andy Reid. So Doug Peterson d- doesn't know about that, and likewise. Doug Peterson's probably added a few more bits to his offense since he was with the Chiefs. So no, I don't, I don't see it as an issue either way. I suppose the other thing is, as well is um, Bob Sutton seems to be changing a lot uh, of his players at the minute, doesn't he? Um, it looked different during the Patriots game. Um, I know I don't, I keep jumping back to it, but it did look different because we weren't. <laughs> I remember everybody going absolutely nuts that we only had three pass, uh, three man pass rush uh, instead of four, um, but. There was obviously a game plan there, so there's 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 different there's different styles that seem to be coming out of this Chiefs team this year. So it may be that they've actually thought, you know what, we need to change some of the playbook this way. Um, from I both don't sides even think it's that. I just think it's you know the the personnel you have available to you. You yeah. know what, you know that especially for guys like Reed and Sutton, they're they're both smart guys. They they'll adjust their their schemes to to work with the talent that they have available to them all right then we're moving on um it's the first game at home at our head it's uh it's gonna be a big night isn't it with the, with the whole of Chiefs kingdom there um wearing all the red and everything um paul paul hubert has actually asked a question is playing at our head still a positive factor uh we recently seem to be uh, better away from home away from home than actually at our head is that is that a concern? Is that it's a tough is it too one, much pressure it? at Arrowhead? It's a tough one. I, I've, I've, the Chiefs Stadium, Arrowhead is loud at times. It's hostile at times. Um, it's difficult to play in, and, the, and certainly in the big games and in the big situations. But is it as... I'm going to get killed for saying this. I know I am. Um, Uh-oh. Uh, is it as big a home advantage as say like Seattle have? Oh, I, that's you, that's you getting kicked out week four. I it? know. I just I'm I I'm really thinking about not saying this, but <laughs> <laughs> but it just doesn't come across as teams are 
as scared as they used to be to play at Arrowhead anymore. Like, I don't know what it is, but these lesser teams can seem to come in, especially on these early games, and come into Arrowhead and have their way. And what not... do you think it is then? Is it is it too much pressure on the home team? I don't know because when it gets to prime time, it's a different animal. Yeah. It, if it's under the lights, I Arrowhead is the best. It, it it is. There's no getting away from it. But it's these lunchtime. I don't know if it's Kansas City hasn't woken up yet. Um, but <laughs> when it comes out at night. <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah, it's just, it's it's these midday kickoffs, these noon kickoffs that yeah. the Chiefs seem to struggle with. I don't know whether it's the team being complacent because they think it's a midday kickoff against a lesser team. They've got it in the bag. Um, I don't know what it is. It's just something about these six o'clock or six o'clock UK time, noon hour ahead time games mm-hmm. that make me feel uneasy. And <laughs> I don't know what it is. We're going to have that uh, un- unfortunate feeling again, aren't we? On the, on Sunday when we're we're playing our game at the same time as everybody else. Yeah, I don't know. Do you do you guys that agree not with me stomach. at all? Do you honestly? <laughs> I just don't think it matters anymore. Like. I just think this whole home field advantage thing is just blown totally out of proportion. Um, Guys, well, you know, the thing is, like, offenses are sophisticated enough that, you know, teams are drilled and practice, you know, with the technology available to teams and everything. Teams can get ready for environments like the Chiefs during a week. You know, it's never going to be quite the same as being there. But, you know, coaches prepare teams for this, you know, playing in these types of environments. And, you know, the players themselves, are, I just I don't think they get affected by it. In fact, I think, you know, the big time players probably thrive in playing in those sorts of environments. Mm-hmm. Well, then, um, please, <laughs> please don't kill us when we come over. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I was about to say, do I get to cancel my flights now, or, yeah. or what? What do I do? See, uh, the, th- the thing is, it's not about you know the fans themselves or anything like that. It's more just about, I think, players are much more well prepared for stuff like that. I think you're right. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's still the same size pitch, and um, yeah, it's just a different kind of surrounding, isn't it? I suppose. Um, yeah, the the Arrowhead crowd can be loud, and it can it can affect some player calls. Uh, which that's obviously going to have a, some advantage, um, but yeah, I think you're right. I think a lot of these teams are, are very well drilled to play anywhere, aren't they? Oh yeah, I mean, as they especially teams with experienced quarterbacks and you know experienced coaches and stuff like that. You know, they've been around, they've played in these environments for years. They know what what to expect, and even like a lot of the young players coming through, like. You know, they've been in a spotlight since they're probably in high school and played in massive games in college, so they're all used to this kind of thing. I, I, I say, I just don't think it makes a massive difference, regardless of where you're playing. Not just Arrowhead, I just think anywhere around the league, yeah. You know, good teams are expected to win at home, but I think that's the same anywhere, yeah. not just Arrowhead. So, predictions-wise, what are we thinking? Are we uh, giving them giving the Eagles enough respect, or are we blowing them out? I think they're a very good team. Um, again, I think they're probably 
where we were a couple of years ago and not quite the finished article yet, but certainly a very promising team um, that are probably a couple of pieces away from really contending. But um, I certainly don't expect the Chiefs to t- take them lightly. Um, you know, Reed will know that um, a Pedersen coach team are going to be well-drilled and disciplined. Um, but, yeah, as I say, you've, the Chiefs have had a couple of days extra rest. It's almost like a little mini buy. Um, for Reed, and you know how well Reed prepares for for games like that when he has yeah. a little bit of extra time. Um, so yeah, as I would say, while I don't expect us to to blow him out, I still think you know the Chiefs have got enough at home to win this game. Tom, I think it's going to be one of those games that the scoreline is going to make it look better than it actually is. Mm-hmm. Um, I think towards the end of the game, the Chiefs might pull away. The um, Eagles have lost their kicker for the year so they've got a new kicker coming in um, so I, I foresee a couple of missed field goals from from the Eagles um, I've actually gone for Chiefs to win by 13 points 29-16 um, right yeah that's similar to mine I think I think did I put 30-17 or something okay so similar I think sort of... I did on the Arrowhead the Broad website yeah yeah I am I, um, a couple of touchdowns or three touchdowns and um I've actually gone into depth, actually, three touchdowns uh, with a missed extra point from Cairo Santos and three field goals. <laughs> <That's>, uh, <laughs> I've, I've, gone, I've gone into detail here. Have you put um, a bet on? Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I um, I fancy the um, that Alex Smith 2.0 is going to carry on and keep rolling in in this one, despite the added pressure that's going to be coming at him this you, week. You're not, you, you're not drawing me in? Nope. No, you're not drawing me in. No, I no, no. I don't want no, to. no. I, I reiterate that it would be nice to see Alex Smith 2.0 or the improved version uh, show up again at our head. Um, <laughs> we'll leave that there. <laughs> um, Tom, I understand that we have a huge giveaway. We do for our gold members. Huge giveaway is an understatement. Um, it's massive. The season, the season's here, so um, gold members, the uh, big prizes are coming out now. Uh, the first prize this week that's going to be given out is a signed Tyreek Hill jersey. So, with its certificate of authentication, um, something we've managed to acquire from Touchdown House, the guys at Touchdown House. Thank you to them. Yep, thank and you guys. The uh, second prize is a Lego helmet. So, oh, class. Yeah, I, I would be actually quite happy with the second prize to myself, to be honest. <laughs> um, it's, been, it's been in my front room for about three months now and I've just been staring at it and like waiting to open it but no you haven't I, built it up have you no, no. It. yeah built it up destroyed it and repackaged <laughs> it uh, <laughs> there's a couple of pieces missing but yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. They're, they're in my son's playbook uh, <laughs> no so yeah I'm just going to go ahead and make the draw um, all the gold members on the list again me Brad and Dave cannot win this prize so if I who, who made that rule up oh, I know I'm sorry um, <laughs> so yeah I'm going to randomise it the first two names that pop up First, we'll win the Tyreek Hill jersey, and second, we'll win the, um, Lego, the Lego Lego helmet. helmet. I'm just going to record it. There we go. So there it is, and I'm going to randomise once, and the winner is, oh, member number thirty-seven, Gary Patchett. Congratulations! Oh, You've won Jammy Git. the Tyreek Hill jersey, and then <laughs> Michael Jessen from Denmark. Has won the 
Lego helmet. Congratulations, nice one, so we, so what was the last one there? Michael Jessen. Michael Jessen. So is he, is he our is he our first international winner? He is. He is. Oh, nice one. Going international. Well done, well done to the winners. Excellent work. Um, right. Briefly, we're just going to just touch on slightly with uh, the other games in the uh, in the AFC West. Um, Broncos versus Cowboys. How do we see that one? That one going, lads. I've gone Cowboys. Yeah, Cowboys. Um, I think the Cowboys will have too much. Uh, you know, Denver's defense looked unusually shaky in the fourth quarter they against didn't the Chargers. Yeah, um, nearly got them back in it. They were, they were very good up until that point, but I'm not really quite sure whether it was complacency or what in the fourth quarter, but. Mm. It's not often you see Denver's defense give up seventeen points. Well, nearly give up seventeen points in a quarter. Yeah, I, I can see Cowboys commanding that game definitely. Dolphins Chargers, tougher one to call. Um, this could go. This is a coin flip. It really is. But I'm going for the char- uh, the Dolphins um, because they've had their extra week off. Um, yeah. I know it shouldn't really matter after one week, but having that week off, extra time to prepare. Um, JJ has a big game. And Dolphins win. I'm going Chargers with this one because they're my dark horse. Remember? <laughs> oh yeah. It's almost like you're willing them to win. I am, and in a way, yeah, I am. <laughs> um, yeah, they, I thought they were unlucky against the Broncos. That 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 uh, icing the kicker right at the end of that game. Um, shocking, really. Which usually um, never works. It usually never works, but it did this time. Um, was it a rookie kicker as well? Yeah. Yeah, the South uh, Korean sensation. Poor lad. Um, but yeah, I've gone charges. Uh, what about Dave? Uh, I think I'm going to side with Tom here. I do think it'll be extremely close. Um, yeah. But the Dolphins have got a, a lot of playmakers on offense. Mm-hmm. Um, and their defense is, I would say, opportunistic. Um, so yeah, I, I think they'll have just enough to win it in a tight one. Yeah. And the last game, Jets versus the Raiders. Do we even need to answer this? <laughs> you never know. <laughs> you do know. Uh, <laughs> you do know, yeah, you do know. Uh, easy game for the Raiders, that, isn't it? Yeah, unfortunately. Easier Jet- game for anyone that plays the uh, Jets this year, really. Yeah, they're going, definitely going for the first pick, aren't they? Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I think we've all gone on Raiders on that. So, looking at that, we've gone Broncos loss... Um, Chargers loss because you two went for the Dolphins and then we all went for the Raiders. So it could be depending on how it all goes with uh, e- the against the Eagles, uh, it could be the Chiefs and Raiders um, fighting it out again after week two. So uh, that's it for this week's podcast. Look out for the post game show after the Eagles game on Sunday or the reaction show as we like to call it. Uh, thanks again to Tom and Dave for their uh, for their insightful thoughts on uh, <laughs> <laughs> on the uh, the up and coming game um, whatever you're doing guys uh, enjoy the game on Sunday remember it's 6pm uh, on Sunday night afternoon whatever it is uh, but whatever you're doing have a good one and we'll speak to you again in the reaction show <laughs>